Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights and we continue with our topic, The Outpouring, Day 4. You know, the Ferrari model F-150 or the so-called La Ferrari is one of the most sleek sport supercars. Don't ask me if I know cars. I love cars. <laughs> its line work is one of the most noticeable aspects of its appearance. From the, from its anesthetic standpoint, one glance at the curvature of its body elicits a sublime feeling. Its body is simply one beautiful piece of art. But let me tell you, the chrome and the sleek as the F-150 body is, it is nothing without what sits inside that body. Without the engine, that body is useless in the car world. That body gets its meaning when the engine is installed. It's the engine that makes the La Ferrari car the car. So the apostles we have covered in the last three days were probably the most noticeable people in Jerusalem. Their association with Messiah drew a lot of attention to them. And as we saw in the second day of the outpouring series, Jesus commanded them to wait in Jerusalem until when the Holy Spirit would come. They had spent years with Jesus they had been shaped and prepared to receive the Holy Spirit, the helper. They were perfect vessels for the Holy Spirit. And time had come for the engine, the driving force, to be instilled in them. So the Bible says, and we continue in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 1 to 13, that when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one had their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hear them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Porters and Asia, Pagia and Pamphylia, Egypt and other parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts of Judaism, Christians and Arabs. We hear them declare the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and say they have had too much wine. In Jewish t- 
tradition, the Pentecost was referred to as the day of the first fruit. It was the day when the first fruits of the wheat harvest were presented to the Lord. So the day also coincided with the day on which Moses received the commandment. And I find it that it is no wonder that God chose this day to release his spirit of grace. A day when pilgrims would be gathered in Jerusalem from different places to celebrate. A day when what was about to happen was going to be experienced by disciples in seclusion. But it is going to be witnessed by so many. So I believe that it was a strategically picked day so that the testimony of what was about to happen would be more than the apostles' word. This was the birth of the church as we know it, and God made sure that there would be witnesses to that. You know, the apostles had been tested when Jesus left. Their patience and unity had been tested over a 10-day wait. But the day of the promise of God to be fulfilled had finally come. And I love how the Bible says that they were all together in one place. They had remained of the same heart in their love and trust in God when the Spirit of the Lord came down. I pray that we will remain together, brethren. We will remain together. We will remain united. It is my prayer. You know, and I love it that the Holy Spirit, when he came down, he did not single them as I'm out. You know, they all felt the rush of the mighty wind as the Holy Spirit was released upon them in full measure. They all had the tongues of fire, that fire of purification resting on them. I don't think the disciples could have imagined the extent of the promise they had been given in Acts 1.8. They could not have fathomed the kind of power that Jesus was telling them they would receive because they all knew of the works of the Holy Spirit was what they had witnessed when Jesus was with them. But we see here that the moment the Holy Spirit was poured upon them, their ministry began right away. They began to minister to those who were present in their languages languages they had not speaking, spoken before in their lives. Because when God signs off a mission, there is no delay. Their period of waiting had come to an end. They had been patient enough. They had prepared their hearts enough. And God in his own time had clothed them with power from on high, power to sustain the completion of the mission he had started in them. And the disciples and those who had attended the Pentecost festival had, of course, heard of the ways that God had moved among the Israelites in the, in the past. You know, his presence could come as a thick cloud, as lightning, a sound that is rolling, a soft voice. But never before had the presence of God presented in this way. You know, God in this time of revival and reformation of the body of Christ after his accession moved in an extraordinary way. He poured out his spirit in a fresh and customary and dramatic way. And my dear sister, my dear brother, we are living in the times of extraordinary outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
because we have been charged with taking the gospel to the final frontiers of the world. And as the first outpouring happened during the feast of the harvest, so is the outpouring of our generation happening to effect the great harvest in the world. We are being given power like the like the one the apostles received after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that led to the conversion of 3000 souls and many more after. I know as I speak today many of us have been frustrated because we have at some point invested in prayer for the infilling by the Holy Spirit and it didn't happen at the time and in the manner in which we expected it to happen but the scripture we have read today says that the outpouring was sudden the holy spirit is not bound to our timing and techniques he comes when he wills and he comes suddenly our duty is to bank on his indwelling presence and grace to pray diligently and persistently and to walk in obedience you know i find it rather unfortunate that most of us when the term and pouring is of the spirit is mentioned the first thing that comes to mind is speaking in tongues but i want to caution ourselves again is limiting our expectation of the manifestation of the holy spirit to only speaking in tongues and i remember i mentioned this in day one there is much more so much more so much more that the spirit of god bestows upon us and so as we conclude today i'd want us to open our hearts to experience the fullness of the spirit of god as the disciples did to let the fire of the spirit of god ignite a passion for the word of the lord in us a passion to witness christ to the world to let the loudness of the power of the spirit drown out our uncertainties and the doubts others cast about our calling until we are overflowing with courage praises and a zeal to witness Christ shalom this is pastor lucy painter with your daily insights and this is outpouring day 4